The views and opinions expressed on Wrestling Windown are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Windown, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. World Wrestling Entertainment is officially tap-tap-tapping into the hip-hop world. WWE and Rolling Loud, one of the largest hip-hop festivals in the world announced their partnership earlier this month. The first dual event takes place on July 22nd, 2021, when Friday Night Smackdown will host part of their show in front of the Rolling Loud Miami crowd. I have Graham of the Public Enemies podcast, Alexis Littlefoot, and Lovely Laveau here to chat all about this new and exciting partnership, how we imagine a wrestling event would go in front of a crowd of hip-hop fanatics, and even share some of our fantasy bookings for this show. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. We are diving into the Rolling Loud WWE partnership today, and I have three incredible people to chat with me about it. I have Lovely Laveau here, Alexis Littlefoot, and Graham of the Public Enemies podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing amazing. Doing pretty good. What's happening with y'all? Let's talk about this partnership. This was announced July 7th that WWE would be having a Friday Night Smackdown or a segment of it occurring at Rolling Loud Miami on July 23rd. As both a wrestling fan and a hip hop fan, what were your initial thoughts seeing this news pop up on your timeline? We'll start with Alexis. I've been to Rolling Loud before. I I actually have a homie, shout out to Wilson, who's a wrestling fan first and he actually has a hand in planning the rolling wows so i was definitely super hyped for him because i know he's a super wrestling fan and i know the components that it took to to put this together probably wasn't easy because a lot of people in this realm when we got the bad bunny were like who's that and they didn't really understand that hip-hop has always had a correlation with wrestling even if you didn't know about it so this is obviously like dope for hip hop heads and it's dope for WWE to get those fans that may not know what's going on in WWE currently. Echoing Alexa's sentiments, I, I agree. Hip hop has always been, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, always been ingrained uh, in wrestling culture. It's always been uh, one of those things where it's kind of like uh, kind of like an underground thing, it feels like. But now we're at a point where I, I think that it's becoming a lot more mainstream, especially with acts like Wale with the Bad Bunny coming in and stuff like that. You know, even, even so. Yeah, definitely. I think it's dope. Lovely. We talked a little bit before everyone else jumped on, but tell me what your thoughts are about this partnership. I think it's genius. We've seen throughout us growing up and things how many rappers love wrestling and have incorporated into their their own thing and how many songs we got wrestler references and all that stuff. So it was perfect. It was definitely something that was needed to give some, you know, fresh air to WWE because we all know they slacking. So I think it was ingenious and it was a good time to do it with, you know, the blackity black champions we have right now. So it was it was perfect. Alexis, you're actually attending Rolling Loud the day of that where SmackDown will be. How do you envision this happening, a live wrestling event fitting into a major hip hop music festival? So from my past experiences, this is not my first Rolling Loud. It's not my first Rolling Loud in Miami. 
because somebody literally just asked me how this this is gonna happen. So it's in basically, I guess, where it's by the football stadium where the team plays and it's outdoors. And it, I guess this is where they use for tailgating usually during football season. It's in a huge field and they have three stage. So they have their big main stage towards the end and they have two smaller stages. One's like off towards like counter court from the middle and then one's far off all the way down from the left. They have a huge Ferris wheel. As soon as you walk in the front entrance, and they have like some seating areas and a couple like food trucks and vendors. There is this wide open space in the middle if they're still gonna have it laid out like they have it shows in the past. Um, that's like ample room to have a wrestling ring and some barricades to barricade off. Um, so, I mean, it's they have ample space to do it. A lot of people are like a little iffy, like how is that gonna happen while all this is going on? But they all they already have three sets going on because they have three stage three stages going off all at the same time so you just have to if you've never been to a music festival before I mean you're really gonna have to plan it's like a Coachella like like if you want to see so and so you at 11 30 then you need to be at this stage but just know in 30 minutes somebody else is going to be at this other stage and you're going to have to run from stage to stage to catch who you want to see because there are a lot of artists on this lineup for this specific day. WWE has brought in popular musicians before, most notably Bat Bunny, but a lot of people on Twitter had an uproar earlier this year because WWE likes to book the same talent over and over and over again, specifically Kid Rock. So do you think these actions that they're doing now with the partnership with Rolling Loud is based on that uproar that came about on Twitter? Or do you think someone in finally in WWE is saying, hey, look at the audience you have. These people don't like Kid Rock. They like Bad Bunny, Cardi B other rappers, et cetera. I, I think it's a, a little bit of both, maybe a little bit more so the latter. I think of people in WWE are realizing that their audience is a lot broader uh, than just one thing with, you know, like you said, Kid Rock and uh, just all those bands that they just continuously just brought back for different different events, just relics of years past, you know what I mean? But the opportunity to have somebody like Bad Bunny come in, I think opened up a completely different demographic. Like they're always trying to reach out to the Latin community and things like that. I think this was actually something that was in good favor and in good taste rather than just kind of try to penciling somebody into that position to say, hey, here's Alberto Del Rio again, and he's going to be the pride of Mexico, and he's going to be the one that's going to be the next Eddie Guerrero or something like just do something that's a little bit more organic, like they did with Bad Bunny, like they did with Wale with like the the uh, the footlocker, the Wale mania, the merch and stuff like that, just different avenues of trying to uh, just market the culture to the audience, I think is a good thing. And this is a good start. Lovely. I know you've talked about this on Twitter. What are your thoughts? Do you think they're starting to look at Twitter and see, you know, how many of their fans love these rappers and they're not so keen on these old school acts that they keep on bringing back? No, I actually don't think the WWE is paying attention to what the fans are saying. I think what they're paying attention to are the celebrities that are fans and seeing the the outreach that they have and how they can correlate 
that and bring it in because you have Migos talking about Ric Flair all the time, bringing him in videos. You have Wale like killing it every WrestleMania weekend with Wale Mania. As much as we don't like Vince and the stuff that he does for wrestling, he's still a businessman and he knows how to look at what's going on elsewhere to correlate it. How can we bring it here? I, I really don't think it has anything to do with the fans themselves, like, you know, us. It has nothing to do with us because we're not generating that kind of buzz. We're just giving them revenue and he knows he's going to get our money regardless because we're, we're, we're here. He's looking at how, you know, the world buzzed when Cardi B started talking about wrestling, being a wrestling fan. We started talking about how Megan Thee Stallion looks like she should have been in the Divas era. You're looking at the the way New Day has crossed over and people are talking about them in mainstream. That's what I think this is about. Um, we talked about how, you know, Black WrestleMania was this year. I think those are the things that they are looking at and they're like, okay, this is a huge demographic that feels unheard, that feels unrepresented, you know, all of that stuff. Why not strike now? I think it's a genius marketing scheme, but I don't think it has nothing to do with us now. What about you, Alexis? Uh, I, I disagree a little bit with Lovely, just because of if you watch the ESPYs like I did, and you saw most of the faces in that audience, most of the nominees on on those awards were black. 90% of the NBA is black. 90% of the NFL is black. And if you look at the WrestleMania that we just had, we got two black champions on basically the same the same show, you know? So it's it's like I, I do think they are paying attention into where sports are going. You got LeBron James who just starred in a movie that was basically all black cast. Um, it's it, obviously being, being black is a trend, but you have the right faces to put in front of it. You have Kofi who had this major push and obviously had already crossed over from a solo run before that you got the new day who Big E is basically like the best person you could have for the show. I think he needs to be in Miami for sure. Uh, just because of how vocal he is and, and tying that hip hop. Cause if you look at Big E, he's, he was the hip hop head in the new day. You know, they always talked about that, about his, his tie to, to music and, and Wale um, partnering with them. You know, it, do I think that they care about the viewership? Yes, because if we look back, I, I think I saw an article after the program with Bad Bunny was up and it was like Latino viewership spiked because of the the Bad Bunny partnership. And, and the same thing here, you got Cardi B up as the song for SummerSlam. She's pregnant. I know there's there's been there was a lot of rumors talking about oh she's gonna perform at SummerSlam or she's gonna do something with Bianca at SummerSlam. That's the type of stuff that you need because if you're trying to get Sasha Banks off as this queen, the boss, whatever, the biggest boss, and you got Nicki Minaj reposting her on social media, like that's what you need to get you into a new era. WWE has always done a great job at pushing themselves into the next era with the help of who's hot. They got Cindy Lauper at 
what was the, the first WrestleMania, you know, you've got Kid Rock and as much as people did not like his music or do not like his music now, it was relevant for the time. So WWE, Vince Man has always had his finger on the pulse of he might be old, but he's going to get his company to wherever it needs to be based on what this generation is doing. What's crazy is that we actually said the exact same thing. I said that he he's not caring about what they talk about on Twitter. Like as far as the, oh, okay. that we were literally saying the exact <laughs> I got you. Same. I got you. Yeah. When you said we, I when you said we, I was thinking like black people nah. like as viewers. I because she was saying Twitter like do, do you I think that it has something to do with the no he's not caring about what they're yeah, talking about comment, like the wrestling fans on Twitter are talking yeah, about commentary <laughs> has never been what he's worried about you're right for sure we spoke a little bit earlier about this but we talked about su- different superstars who should be in Miami Alexis mentioned Big E we know that there was a match announced on Talking Smack a rematch between Carmella and Bianca Belair for the Smackdown Women's Championship how are you guys feeling about this match? Do you think Sasha Banks will return in this moment? Or you think they'll space her out to be a little bit closer to SummerSlam? Or what are we seeing here? It would be smart to have her pop up now. That I don't I don't really know because I don't I don't know, but I think it would be ingenious to have her pop up now. I think Bianca and Carmella, I think it's a good idea, solely because, you know. Bianca's an obvious, but going back to Carmella's original gimmick and how she was the Staten Island, you know, princess, all that stuff and her hip hop influence, I can see why they did that. Would I have preferred maybe a Bianca versus Sasha or even bring Naomi over? Yeah, but I can understand why they did that. Um, definitely, like Alexa said, Big E has to be there. Like it, it would make no sense to not have him have him there. And I don't want it to be like, you know, bring all the black talent, which me, y'all know me, I would like that. But I think it would be good to also bring the Carmellas, bring the people that we already know are also influenced by the hip hop culture to kind of bridge that gap. They got to play this hand really smart because it can go perfectly or it can fizzle. So that's going to be up to them. Alexis, I think you mentioned that they have to kind of split the champions up so we might not see Roman Reigns at Rolling Loud. I think that you have to keep in mind they have a whole show that people pay tickets for directly to the WWE. You know, Rolling Loud, they've already sold those tickets to people that probably don't even realize that the WWE is going to be there. True. They're, they're trying to get money in two places. So for them to send both champions, because they've already announced that Bianca's going to be in Miami for sure, it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't play out in Cleveland how they would want to play Because at that point, then they should have just had the show in Miami. That's um, true. So, so I, I definitely think that Roman with, you know, whatever the fallout happens from Money in the Bank, he will have to be in Cleveland for this time. Because let's keep in mind that this is just the first partnership. There are two other Rolling Loud shows this year, one in New York and one in LA. This is definitely from what I've heard that this is not, the one and only partnership with Rolling Loud. This will continue to be a partnership. So I definitely think that the Usos need an opportunity to to be a part of this Rolling Loud partnership because they're so street and they're so hip hop uh, influenced as well. I think Carmella is genius just because this first night um, has a lot of New York artists on there. And if she's still being billed from Staten Island like she is, then 
that would be smart to send her there. But I, I think that Raw will get its chance, um, especially with, I think, in October is in New York, and then in December they're in L.A., um, and I know in not next year, but the year after that, they are supposed to be going back to L.A. for WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. it would be smart to to still play that off and, and do the Rolling Loud in L.A. Um, to see this partnership continue with Rolling Loud. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, nah, uh, I think that, like you said, uh, just to go back to the to the Roman Reigns having to be in Cleveland thing, I think having that show there's your draw. You know, you've got the tribal chief, you've got the the universal champion. He's going to be in the house in Cleveland. And then Rolling Loud is, it's a bonus. It's a bonus for, uh, for the show, for WWE to try to get some other types of fans involved in the, in the show. And then, like you said, parlaying that into other opportunities and other Rolling Louds going forward. I think that'd be dope. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, splitting the champions up is definitely a good idea. The Usos at Rolling Loud would be a great idea as well. Um, I think uh, Baron Corbin, if he wasn't in this uh, current happy <laughs> Corbin or sad Corbin state, he would be a good person to probably get some heat down there for for a good mm-hmm. baby face or uh, like an entertainer or a rapper to come in and you know get involved in the show. Let's get into some fantasy bookings. When this was first announced, a lot of people were thinking, well, oh my gosh, there's this huge lineup of hip hop artists. You have this huge roster of WWE superstars. There's so many people that could quote unquote go up against each other. So we're going to do a little bit of fantasy booking. We're not going to limit it to SmackDown superstars though. We're going to open it up to raw. We're going to open it up to NXT. Who would you like to see square off with certain musicians? So when I was doing my research, I saw a lot of Soldier Boy versus Randy Orton based on their whole Twitter feud that they had, what, a couple months ago. I saw the Young Dolph versus Dolph Ziggler because they both have the same names and a couple more. I know. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) We will start with Graham. Who are some fantasy bookings that you would absolutely like to see at this type of event? All right. So you said to do some fantasy bookings and I got a little bit carried away. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. Going back to the to the earlier uh, comment, I forget if it was Lovely or Alexis that mentioned, you know, Ric Flair coming out and being involved with Offset and Amigos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, wouldn't it be dope if Ric Flair came out to do a promo? Because, of course, he's familiar. He's a big name. Everybody's going to cheer Ric Flair. And then maybe somebody like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come out to interrupt and berate him. And then you get Offset and you get 21 Savage, who's on the bill, to come out and defend Ric Flair and do Ric Flair drip. You know, I I think that would be something dope. That probably wouldn't happen. But uh, other matches I would like to see, you could get uh, maybe like Wale and New Day together to do uh, like something with the Hurt Business if they were together. Uh, Roddy Rich versus Roderick Strong. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Chief Keith versus Keith Lee if he was available. Uh, I got a Post Malone versus Jinder Mahal or Sami Zayn uh, idea. <laughs> and uh, just I-, I had a bunch of different ideas. There's, there's, a, there's a ton of them. Like I, I booked the whole card. <laughs> and i'm just gonna slow down alexis what about you um i i kind of got like a you know me uh bring in the legends type of feel so i definitely did the rick flair with the migos uh coming and cut a promo 
Um, I got Travis Scott and Mick Foley just because the whole Cactus Ooh, Jack yeah. uh, situation. That. You know, that, that's that's my thing. I love, uh, you know, I had a collection called Foley World that was all a play of Mick Foley stuff um, with the Astroworld ties. Um, of course, the City Girls with Bianca Belair would be so fire. Um, Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion with Sasha Banks would be a good uh, matchup too. And they could all face off like maybe Megan and Sasha versus the City Girls with probably Karisha as the manager and JT <laughs> and Bianca versus them. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta just have the female, the lady rapper since female rap is the biggest thing right now. And I think they'll probably try to tie that in, hopefully, if they're smart um, sure. on Friday, for sure. Lovely, let's hear yours. I immediately had City Girls versus Bianca Belair and Naomi. That was my drink match. That, that would just do it for me. And then I was like, because I really, I focus really more on the women. Um, I wanted Megan Thee Stallion versus Charlotte. I don't know what it is about that, but it just seems to me like that would, be, that would go. You know what I mean? Um, I would like to see New Day versus Migos have Ric Flair come out with Migos, of course. Um, I, I, for some reason, I won't... You remember when uh, Floyd and Big Show had their spot and he knocked out Big mm -hmm. Show? I just want the mm -hmm. baby to punch somebody. I don't know who yet, so I guess it would be good, like him and Baron Corbin, bringing that in from Graham, like having the baby knock out Baron Corbin. I, I would pop for that. I think one person I want them to incorporate is Shinsuke Nakamura. Cause I think hip hop fans that don't know who he is, I think is something about him they will probably, they will probably pop for. So I think yeah. having like Travis Scott rap with um, booze and have Shinsuke out there just doing his, his Shinsuke thing. That'd be super I'd cool. Be I'd be there. So, Alexis, you mentioned you would like to see the City Girls have some involvement on the SmackDown card. Is there anyone else that we could see possibly getting involved on this SmackDown part of Rolling Loud? Going back to the City Girls thing, because I had an idea in regards to like a five on five match that I think would be really cool. And it was uh, Charlotte, Eva Marie, Nia Jax, Mulatto and Carmella versus Naomi, the City Girls, Natty, and Bianca. I think um, having uh, people from, from SmackDown on the show, as far as like who would be there, like, like you mean like realistically, as far as like who would be there? Well, I mean like maybe if some of the musicians were to get involved in the show, I'm wondering if they, you know, if they did have the City Girls maybe pop in or they had, you know, another rapper pop in, who could you realistically see mm. popping into the episode of SmackDown? I mean, it would have to be someone well-known in the hip-hop community and someone that wrestling fans might know. I would think it would be Travis Scott. I got one. Travis I got one. one. I got one. We in Miami. It's his city. The biggest boss, Rick Ross. <laughs> if we gonna bring back Sasha and she's the boss, she's the blueprint, you gotta have the biggest boss, Rick Ross, in your corner. Like, that would only make sense, especially if we don't know what's gonna happen in Money in the Bank. She might come back in Money in the Bank and, and win the contract. We don't know. Like, right. true. It, you boss know, in the Bank. Wrestling. This is wrestling, res like this is wrestling. Every everything is, you know, it's it's predicted, but it's not predictable at m most times, you know. So, 
You don't know. I I, I definitely want to save her and have her come back ever loud. I feel like with the ESPYs coverage, people now know like these two black girls that they probably didn't know. People people sitting in the audience at the ESPYs probably didn't know like what the heck is this WWE moment doing at the ESPYs? But now you see two black women main evented the biggest wrestling event in that company and it was for the first time ever and this company's been in business for how long like that shocks people and it still shocks people when I tell them that that happened for the first time Facts. and so you know we got these funny fantasy bookings because it would be hilarious to see the city girls team up with another black girl who's the champion but like you got to keep it real. like we've had Diddy at WWE events which is, is major but like we've never had art like this many artists at one time where it could be possible for these different combos that I do think that Travis Scott probably will even though he's not due to be a Rolling Loud until Saturday I believe mm-hmm. so but I do know he will be there the whole weekend and it, it would be cool to see um, because he does have a lot of wrestling background if you mm-hmm. guys watched his documentary on netflix like in the credits you can see he was like wrestling with his friend or his brother and they were like pretend wrestling and he he knows where the the phrase cactus jack came from he knows who mcfoley is so he definitely was a wrestling fan at one time i mean who wasn't who what rapper do you know that did not watch Shawn michaels did not watch right. the rock i mean right. very rare I seen uh, Lil Yachty, I think a while back, like a couple of years ago on TMZ saying that he had like some conversations with WWE about an appearance, uh, possibly. I don't I, I don't know how true that is because, you know, rappers sometimes they just be saying stuff, uh, but, you know, but he had the Hardy shirt on and, and all of that. And he was like, yo, like we talked about it. He's going to be there. That'd be somebody that'd be really dope. You know, going back to all of his influences, bringing back like, you know, he's like, yo, I'm really big into HBK, really big into uh, Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. He said that, like, if he had a finishing move, it'd be called like the boat buster or something like that. I'm like, this dude is crazy. (laughs) But uh, if Yachty's there, uh, if if, if they had a a conversation years past, you know, and they wasn't able to put that together, I think this would be a perfect opportunity for them to do something like that. DDG just uh, had like a TikTok versus YouTubers uh, fight. And it was mm-hmm. at the same at the stadium at the Hard Rock Stadium at the same place mm-hmm. that the Rolling Loud is going to be. So um, him trying to in, ingrain himself into like fight culture and like doing a lot more that that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, uh, bigger names like Yachty or somebody would be dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. lovely. Who do you see realistically getting involved here? I actually just looked at the entire list for all three nights. Y'all didn't tell me T Pain was on this list. Mm-hmm. He playing Sunday. Yeah. First of all, yeah, he's not Friday. Yeah, he can do no wrong to me. Anything yeah, he does is gold. But I can see T Pain because of his comedic skills. You know, all of that stuff. He, I could, if he was there Friday, I can see him doing something, and that would go back to Baron Corbin. Really has to be a part of this because he's like the spot monkey for this whole thing. Like have have Baron Corbin do that whole. Corbin fun thing that he got going on have T-Pain come out and kind of like you know that that thing that he just did online where he just spazzing about yes. doing something else <laughs> something different him just coming in and interrupting Baron Corbin with his his crap and just doing it like, that would be perfect and it is realistic he doesn't have to have to do is take a bump or anything like that it 
brings into something that is relevant because it just happened. Everybody's talking about it. And people were correlating that with wrestling and how we all feel about WWE and wanting them to do something else. So to me, that'd be perfect. Y'all have some great minds, I must say. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today on Wrestling Wind Down to talk all about this Rolling Loud partnership. Where can the people find you on social media? I know you guys have podcasts, merchandise, name it all. We want to hear it all. We will start with Alexis. Hey, it's Alexis Littlefoot, young Littlefoot on Twitter, Instagram, all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, I have a merch uh, website. I actually conveniently have a Little Kim Sable mashup shirt designed by the beautiful Laura Moran uh, on the artwork. Um, it is on alexislittlefoot.com slash shop. Go pick it up. It's on sale right now for $22. Graham, where can the people find you? Uh, they can follow me at Oh My God Graham on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all the socials. And of course, follow the public enemies at the enemies POD on Instagram. And finally, lovely. Of course, on Twitter, you have Lola Blue. That's L O L A underscore B L U U. On Instagram, is just me, lovely, just like it sounds. Of course, we have the Wrestle Auntie, Wrestle Uncle. F these people and the Wrestle Melanin shirts on whatamaneuver.com. Lovely Laveau is the store. And yeah, if you, oh, if you want to get beat it up, waist beads, necklaces, all that good stuff, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I got you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.